Welcome to the Inglorious Blasters Podcast, a Star Wars Legion podcast talking anything and everything glorious or inglorious about the game. My name is Corey. With me today is John and Brendan. How's it going, my moof milkers? I can't even put a straight face on that one. <laughs> I, I can't even come up with Is that a real Star Wars it. term? <laughs> it, it 100% is. Um, it is. Yep. I believe Han I, says it. I just it. can't think of anything to say. Did you say moof milkers? That is correct. Moof milker is a term for a dim-witted individual. <laughs> oh, well, fairly accurate description of uh, Brendan. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, how come all these Star Wars insults have to do with farming? We got moof milkers, nerf herders. Yeah, this, maybe George Lucas had a thing for farming, and we just don't know. Uh, that could be it. <laughs> So today on the podcast, we're going to be going over Commander Cody. He was revealed at uh, Comic-Con recently. And then we're going to go over the Critical Hit tournament that just uh, transpired last weekend. And we're going to have our Glorious versus Inglorious segment. Today, we're going to be talking about BX droids. Are they good or not? Alrighty. How about let's hit uh, Commander Cody? Yeah. So I've got his card up so we can talk out what we see on his card at least. So uh, we've got Clone Commander Cody coming for the Republic as a commander. Uh, His upgrade slots are a a leader slot, a gear slot, and a... I'm drawing a blank on that term now. Oh, training slot? Training slot, that's the one. That's the one. He's 105 points. He's a clone trooper. Red defense dice, 5 health, 2 courage. Surge to crit, which is real nice. Oh yeah. Uh, melee attack looks like it's two red, and his DC fifteen A blaster rifle, presumably range one to four. We can't see the the minimum range, but it's two red, a black and a white, lethal one, impact one, and then Cody's got a slew of words on his card. He's got a free action of observe two. He's got jump one. Take cover one for an action, direct vehicle, and target one. That's quite the list of keywords. Uh, that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Uh, John, resident Republic player, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Psyched. I feel like he is our savior. He is uh, what we have been waiting for. Honestly, I mean, he's got, like Brendan had mentioned, a slew of keywords on the card. The first thing that I noted right away, though, was the surge crit um, and all of the nasty fire support options that he's going to open up, specifically for long range, because what Republic has struggled with ever since arcs have lost critical um, on those DC-15s is getting you know some decent anti-armor shots outside of like an RPS, um, but allowing to set up you know surge crit with this guy thrown two red, a black, a white, backed by, you know, ten dice from a phase one Z6 or phase two Z6 with surge crit and some aim tokens shared around. In addition to even the observe two, which is free, you can really set up some pretty impactful shots with this guy. I would have to agree. Observe two for free, like as a free action. Uh, That's spicy. I like that one. Yeah, super spicy. Also, I really like that he's got yeah, he's got take cover one, so you can give him some portable portable scanners and give him take cover two if you want to turn a 
him into a, a much better dodge giver. Uh, direct vehicle seems really good, if, especially if you like tanks. And target one, I mean, he's got lethal one, so if you give him an order, he's already got an aim for lethal. Yeah, I think you're definitely going to be giving him an order, like every turn. That you can. Yeah, and then uh, he brought two personnel upgrades with him. Uh, Brendan, you want to go over them as well? Sure. We've got Waxer and Boyle. Uh, I'll start with what they share in common. They're both 15 points. They are core clone trooper only upgrades. Uh, and they both have scout one. And they're both leaders for the squads. Where they differ is Waxer has disciplined one. Uh, and disciplined one means if he gets an order, he gets to take away one suppression. And Boyle has guardian one so he can do some guardian roles i'll jump in here and say i think these look okay the one that's most interesting to me is like the guardian one on boil uh, after that i think they're just okay <laughs> the only thing that can at first blush i was kind of like yeah i just never use these um because i'd just rather take a recon intel for two points to get the scout one the guardian thing is interesting the only thing that kind of came to mind today when I was thinking about it is, I mean, clones, I feel like the sweet spot is range three. So if you could, again, you could get away with it with just doing recon intels, but it would be nice to get that four inches or combined recon intel scout one to get the six inch move right out of the gate. So it saves you that one move up front to kind of reposition your entire army turn one to kind of start to move towards that range three um, fight that you're looking for. But I think there's just more economical ways to do it. So I don't really see the plus um, to doing it with, with one of these guys. I'd rather use like the specialist or the captain and open up some other more interesting options. Because you could do the specialist with O-Push or the, you know, the specialist with overwatch and those are all going to be 11 plus 4 for 15 points so i think i'd rather have that than one of these guys i gotta say the biggest plus side i see to them is you could get the two squads led by them up to scout 2 on top of having rex with recon intel and having scouting party 2 so you could essentially have five of your clone units all scout 2 at the start of the game uh, not including your arcs that would already be scouting. So I, I like the idea of being able to move your almost your whole army forward right at the start, especially if you do advanced positions and everybody's getting scout three, which would be completely bonkers. You know, if you really want to play the, the positioning game, I think that's pretty strong to have for so many units in an army. Yeah, I, I agree. I think positioning is everything. So if you can get those scout moves up early... They can get those range shots, uh, range three shots, nice and early. Agreed. And correction to my, I was when I said clone specialist, I meant clone captain to get the training upgrade to open up like an O push or Overwatch, um, which also gives you the suppression medication that comes with um, exhausting his card. Right. True that. So I just think for sixteen points, basically, there's more possibilities than using wax or a boil, but they are interesting. And I definitely think there's some cool stuff you could do with a whole, you know, turn zero reposition with all the uh, the scouting that's possible with the inclusion of those guys, Rex, Recon, Intel, all those things. 
Yeah, I gotta say, the one thing I hope is just an oversight is that they're each two wound models, because that seems to be the trend in the game for any named upgrade cards. Uh, but their cards don't have that, so I'm wondering if that's just something they're holding back on us, or they're actually just going to be one wound models in the squad. Because if they become two wound models, that 15 points is huge. Yeah, completely different conversation at that point. Agreed. Hopefully they get more wounds. We'll see. Awesome. How about we move on over to the Critical Hit Tournament? So, uh, this past weekend, on the 23rd, we had a 10-player tournament over at Critical Hit in uh, in Maryland. And it was a basically an Inglorious Blasters event. <laughs> uh, so, myself, John, and Brendan brought all the tables, and everything looked great. And... We had a special surprise guest. We had the one and only Nick Bodner. He asked if he could bring some tables, and I said, "No, no, sir. <laughs> you play weight, or you uh, you provide for the community too much. You should just come and play and have fun." So it was a lot of fun. I was just judging because we had an even number of players, so I just uh, sat this one out. So I'm gonna let John and Brendan go over their games. Well, before we get into our games, I do want to point out, if you want to see some of the pictures from the the games that were played, uh, we did post some on our Facebook as well as our Instagram, so please check those out, uh, Inglorious Blasters on Facebook and SWL Inglorious Blasters on Instagram. So check those out and take a look at the pictures. I guess I'll get started with talking about uh, my first two of three games. Uh, so what I ended up bringing was a Vader lat list, and I have to say it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'll quickly go over the list. So my lat had Baron Rudor, HQ Uplink, and High Energy Shells. I had three Scout Snipers, two Shore Troopers with T-21s, and two Mortars. An Imperial Officer with Improvised Orders and Electro Binoculars. And Commander Darth Vader with Vigilance, Force Push, Force Choke, and Fear. Because no one ever takes fear, and I thought it would be fun to still give out an extra suppression every turn. At, which did come in handy a little bit, um, because people were a lot less likely to take standbys when I could have free suppression standing there, ready to get rid of stuff. So my first game, I, uh, I played a, a great guy, and he brought an Echo-based Defenders list with four Tauntauns, uh, and Leia and Luke, uh, plus the, uh, the required core. I was very intimidated when I saw four Tauntauns. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, it turned out to be a game that definitely went in my favor. I ended up uh, tabling my opponent without losing a unit, and I felt very bad about it. Uh, basically, the lat invader charged, and everything stayed back and shot everything else. I mean, I, I vaders mited a uh, tauntaun onto a roof, so I, I felt really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just looked devastating. Those poor tauntauns. <sighs> Poor, poor Tauntauns. Um, but it was a great game. We had a lot of fun. Uh, round two, I then uh, played against a Republic list that had both Anakin and Rex, uh, and a couple Wookiees, and uh, a lot, lot of clones. Um, 
my opponent decided he wanted to have some fun and he allowed us to play uh, hostage exchange while I had Vader. Um, so th- this was also a very one-sided game f- uh, for my benefit. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, I got Rex to four wounds and before I could get to another sniper to finish him off, he panicked off the table. He had so much suppression. And, you know, we, we had a lot of fun. I, I lost the Latin that game, uh, but that was the only unit that I lost. Um, so we, we had fun. It was a blast. Um, but bo- both of those two games were very one-sided. They, they were both great opponents. Uh, they, they had fun despite the drubbing. Um, my dice were also really hot. I think there were a couple times that you came by Corey and you just saw how many natty crits I was rolling and you just said, stop, save it for the next game. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. I had to uh, do a dice check on your, uh, your dice. Over there. <laughs> oh boy. Like I will say this, yeah. the, the Vader lat is unique in the sense that terrain doesn't matter. You're just going to fly the thing at them <laughs> and you're just going to murder everything. Yeah. I, and it's so fun because, I mean, turn two, the lat's already in the middle of the uh, opponent's army, and then you just master of evil, and their whole army has three suppression. Yep. And then activations just drop because they they can't do as many actions. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, but after game two, we went to lunch. Uh, well, I guess dinner, but. Uh, yeah, and then we we came back for for round three, but I'll I'll hold off on talking about round three until John talks about his first two games. Well, thank you, sir. Um, so yeah, I uh, I brought my Wookie list, uh, made a little bit of a tweak, um, and I have to say this is the best version that I have played of this Wookie Padme list that I've been playing, pretty much since packs of last year. Pretty much the same skeleton, but I'll just go through it. It's a clone commander, Padme with vigilance, uh, three phase ones. One is naked, one has a Z6, one has an RPS. The Wookiee chieftain with vigilance, tenacity, situational awareness, and recon intel. And then the change that I made is normally I run two melee Wookiees, one shooty Wookiee. This time I switched it around to two shooty Wookiees, one melee Wookiee. Melee Wookiee had Bowcaster, Tenacity, O-Push, and Recon Intel, and the Shooty Wookiees both had uh, Bowcaster, Overwatch, and Targeting Scopes. And kind of the idea behind the switch was I felt like at ACO, there was never really a game where I charged with two Melee Wookiees. It was always one was staying back, kind of, um, almost as a linebacker in case I got flanked. One might go out, but primarily I was funneling shots through the Shooty Wookiees. Um, so going into this, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to switch to two shooty Wookiees. Then if one gets focused down, which would oftentimes happen, um, it's like, okay, well, here's the other one right next to it. So you can really set up some pretty punishing range three shots, especially with fire support. But yeah, so game one, uh, really nice guy. He was playing a 13 act CIS list. Uh, I was actually terrified when I saw the table that we were going to be playing on because it was fairly open. Um, it was the Sith Temple uh, from set from Legion Train, Brendan. Yep. Okay. Yep. So uh, 
There was some big line of sight blockers, but we ended up playing rollout, which is not ideal for me, but it was better than long march, which is what I kind of banned from, so that I could at least post up in that one little corner that's a little bit farther than long march. Uh, and we were playing breakthrough. Uh, he had three spiders, three BX snipers, five B1s with E5Ss, a naked B1, and Kalani. So he pretty much had uh, 11 of his 13 units had range 4 plus. So I pretty much was like, okay, there's no way I can just run at him. Um, so I, I divulged Padme's secret mission card, and there was one piece of terrain in the center of the board that was almost like a staircase, um, but it was a little bit bigger than I initially thought. And I basically infiltrated Padme right behind it um and kind of my idea was going into the game was um basically i just need padme to stand here till turn six and then double move into the end zone and score secret mission or her point or one of the wookies survives so i was kind of fully intending on just chilling for turns one through four maybe turns one through five <laughs> And then just being like, all right, good luck. Here comes four squads of fully healthy Wookiees. Hopefully, you know, one makes it for the touchdown to win. Because I knew he wasn't going to be trying to run across towards me with the spiders and B1s and all that. Um, so we kind of just did, you know, some positioning, turn one and two. And then turn three, I think he realized that, like, when there was this huge Wookiee horde behind this center point, that if he wasn't able to actually start getting shots on them, you know, they were definitely going to pull off this kind of touchdown situation at the end. So then he started moving up units one by one, and then that's when I started setting up the uh, the fire supports, and the Wookiees were able to scale up to the top of the stairs, take a shot, next turn, take a shot, scale back down so they couldn't get the return fire. Uh, and then after I picked off a couple of his units, then it switched to him doing kind of the double move Hail Mary towards me. And then units were just kind of intercepting them as they were coming along. He was he was a really nice guy. He was a newer player. I think he said it was his first time he had piloted that list. Um, so I think he was he probably should have had the spiders up in front of his B ones. His B ones were up in front of the spiders, and it created some weird interactions where he like was displacing his own guys to move through them where they could have just been deployed like that to begin with. Um, but overall, it was it was a uh, it was a fun game. Um, game two was against a rebel player, Tenak Rebels. Uh, he had OP Luke Rebel officer, two snipers, uh, two vets with HQ uplink, two MK2s, and then two of the DLTs with uh, Captain situational awareness. And I finally played Payload. Um, so we, <laughs> we played payload and on long March. Um, hold on. I had the option. I just, I just yeah, want to say yeah, really I, quick for the listeners that don't know, John's never, ever, ever played payload. <laughs> Meaning like he never, has a, never. he has a Wookiee horde and everything, but just refuses to play or learn payload. <laughs> and a couple episodes ago, we, we gave him a lot of grief for it and told him he needs to play payload. I'm so proud of you. Thank yeah, you. Very. I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, good con parents. Continue, here. John. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and literally, I've been playing Legion since 
it released, and I have never played Payload in a practice game, on my dining room table, in a competitive environment. And I would joke with people when we were, because I'm always Red Player, and I'm like, I'm going to ban this because I've never played it. And they're looking at me like, all right, what's this guy trying to pull? Completely true statement. I think we went, <laughs> we went over this on a few episodes back. So I was kind of figuring, you know what, like, now is the time to uh, to learn it. Um, and honestly, it was it was not so bad. We were joking before the cast about uh, basically the payload just follows the path that my Wookiees are on anyway. So it was almost like it wasn't even a thing. Like my 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 army was just moving up and it was just following right along with your, them. Your clone ball um, goes with the payload. <laughs> yes, yes. It was just, uh, just being conscious of the fact that I at least had... It actually, my naked squad just basically babysat the payload. Um, but it was just kind of slowly progressing up behind the Wookiees. So, um, uh, trying to think of what happened there. I pretty much, I mean, it was, it was a good game. It came down to turn four. I stalled his payload when both the payloads kind of met in the middle. Mine was, you know, there with all three squads of Wookiees, the clone ball. I hadn't lost a unit. Um, and I think he was down three or four activations at that point. Um, so his stalled, mine moved forward, and then that was the end of round four, I want to say. Um, so basically, what I'm saying is I am undefeated on payload. 100% <laughs> win rate. What a guy. What a guy. So proud of you. That'll be my new joke when I play people. When If payload comes up, I'm like, I don't know if you want to play me on payload. I've never lost a game. <laughs> Do it, yeah. You're going to uh, get some looks. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna be like, I can't tell if this guy is messing with me. Now, if the 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 caveat to that is, they go, Oh man, how many times have you played it? Just once. But I won. But I won. Excellent. But I did. won. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, so and then then game three, I game came up three, against. Uh, yeah. The so man, if the everybody myth, at legend. home is doing the math, uh, after two rounds, John and I are two and zero, oh, uh, and after two rounds with. 10 players chances are there's three three and o's so the the third i'm sorry two, two and o's so the the third two and o is uh nick from legion 99 so uh wouldn't you know it that uh john and i have to play as the the two undefeated playing each other <laughs> <laughs> boo team kill <laughs> so it was a bloodbath of a game uh, as I had stated earlier, I barely lost any units in my first two games. I believe I had four ac- activations left, John, <laughs> at the end of our game. That is correct. Um, so <laughs> the the shortest way to describe this game was Lat went in, dropped off Vader, Lat died, Vader basically just held up most of John's army for multiple turns and we were playing sabotage sabotage the moisture vaps and then turn six rolls around i've got vader on his on hit one of his vaps and he's got two one unit touching one of my vaps and another unit that can get to one of my vaps and he out activates me at this point it came down to who won priority on a die roll because i only had one unit who could undo whatever damage he did to my vap uh, in the back uh, and John got to roll the die and 
I won the roll and was able to kill his one unit touching it. <laughs> so uh, I he then came in with his chieftain and sabotaged it. I was able to move some shore troopers up and well, he, he fixed it. And I went in and sabotaged it again. And on that turn six, I played uh, Vader's Might. So I was able to force push and Vader's Might units that were still touching the other VAP where Vader was away. So Vader was able to sabotage that VAP and I was able to, to win on the points despite John having murdered the majority of my army. <clears throat> so John... It was a nightmare. So, <laughs> uh, I think you answered the question I was about to ask. Um, as a fellow player that has also been uh, affected by the the disease known as Vader Lat, uh, how did it feel? <laughs> it was... Re- well... So the discouraging thing was basically my entire army was trying to deal with Vader for like three or four turns, but they could not because he would just keep taking a standby. And then if I'd try to move away, thereby opening the floodgates to inflict, you know, the other eight activations of shots on Vader, he would then just react and basically pull him right back in. You're just like, what is going I think basically what happened was I think at the either the end of turn four or turn five I was like you know what I'm done with this and then I just it was just like he you know what he can just kill all these people and then I sent the uh uh the <laughs> the Wookiees that weren't engaged and the chieftain just roaring across the board to start trying to hit Brendan's vap and just giving up on my own and like Brendan had said, I I got there, and then the one was in base, and then that die roll was, uh, if he won priority, he shot the lone Wookiee that was already touching it, and if I won priority, I could tap it, then charge the shore troopers in front of him, tying them up from being able to then move forward and untap what I had tapped. Yeah, um, so that John didn't happen. One Wookiee with his three health left touching the VAP, and since I won... I had a sniper strike team at range two, so I was able to aim and take a four black die shot and able to get four hits on him with the Pierce one. So that that Wookiee didn't have a chance. Well, and then I was like, there's still a chance here because I have three units touching the VAP on my side, and Vader's Might, one unit got force pushed off, the other unit got Vader's Mighted off, and then the third unit who was engaged with Vader then was hacked to pieces says like you go here you go here and you're dead and i was literally just like well i guess that's game (laughs) yeah that's that's rough going but uh it looked it looked really close and i'm glad it was like down to the end that was cool it was a good game for sure congrats brendan loads of fun thank you so uh yeah that game i i I took first place going going three and oh we had one other 3-0 and at the tournament, and that was Nick. But uh, since I beat the other 2-0, and I, I got the, the strength of schedule. So, <laughs> Yep, yeah, uh, Nick had the pair down, so that's how it goes. But, uh, yeah, it was a fun tournament overall. Uh, luckily, there wasn't too many insane judge calls. There was just some uh, general line-of-sight calls and then, like, how payload works thanks john <laughs> i had the uh, rules up for payload just in case <laughs> you didn't believe me <laughs> the most turn zero judge calls ever <laughs> definitely <laughs> excellent 
Alrighty, how about we transition over to our glorious versus inglorious segment. Today, we're going to be talking about BX droids. So, uh, Brendan is our judge. I'll be taking the judge. glorious side, and then John will be taking inglorious. Uh, Brendan, do you have their unit card up? How about you want to go over them? So, BX series droid commandos. They are, for a full squad, 68 points. Uh, you can take a, and there are four-man squad, special forces, you can take a heavy weapon upgrade, a training slot, a comm slot, an arsenal slot, and a grenade. They have red defense dice, one health per model, courage two, surge to hit, don't surge defense, speed two, they have a ranged weapon of one to three, two white dice, and in melee they have one black, and then their keywords are AI Dodge Move, Impervious, Scale, Scout 3, and Sharpshooter 1. For their heavy weapons, they have a Droid Sniper, range 1 to 5, which is 2 red dice, Lethal 1, and Immune Deflect, and a Dioxus Mine Saboteur, who can drop mines that go off at range one which is one black and two white per mine uh that and they are blast poison one and surge to hit additionally they have unique armament slots um well uh, the heavy weapons the sniper's 30 points and the saboteur's 28 armament slot they've got deflector shields which gives them shielded two and recharge two uh, for 18 points and Vibra Swords, which are a melee weapon that give them a red and a white and the keyword charge for six points. There's also the option to have them as a strike team. Just so everyone knows how this works, um, I like to go over this every time we every time we start. So during the segment, we're trying to figure out if they're glorious or inglorious. So each side is going to come up with like about uh, three talking points, and then it's up to the definitely unbiased judge to figure out for all of the Legion community uh, if they're glorious or inglorious. Okay, with that, uh, definitely Brendan. Unbiased. <laughs> definitely unbiased. <laughs> uh, with that, Brendan, who do you want to hear from first? Let's hear from John first. So John is inglorious. Take it away, John. John is not inglorious. The unit. Oh, damn, you caught my wording. <laughs> 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 fair point it's the start of start of all the mockery from my loss to the vader lat list <laughs> um <laughs> all right so bx uh bx droids in glorious i rest my case thank you um <laughs> oh, great argument all right we're done uh, perfect uh i concede <laughs> <laughs> well he did say it very confidently um, so yeah, so so couple things here. Uh, when I when I think of the BX droids, I pretty much always see them run with the sniper. So a lot of my argument is against like the strike team with with the sniper rifle because I don't. I have never personally played against the full squad, and I've never seen the uh, the Dioxus mine, to be honest. Um, so a lot of my argument is mostly based around the BX strike team with the sniper rifle. 
Um, so I'll have to formulate thoughts if you have a lot of compelling arguments <laughs> for the full BX squad. But uh, so from from that standpoint, uh, I think first of all the AI dodge move really puts them into a situation, and it's probably their one of their biggest downfalls because that pretty much never really allows for them to utilize lethal and give them the pierce one. Um, whenever I see them in droid list, I feel like the attention is put elsewhere to get the order onto, um, then to get the order on the BX sniper. Thereby, I always see them pretty much do a move shoot, um, taking away the lethal, uh, albeit the, the two red die is consistent. Most things you're shooting at are in heavy cover. They do have sharpshooters, so it brings it down to white. Uh, or, I'm sorry, it brings it down to um, one. One hit goes through. And then it's pretty much a 50-50 roll on a red red save unit. Um, or a two out of three roll on a white save unit. But basically I'm saying they usually do one wound 50% um, of the time. Uh, they also don't have high velocity like the Galactic Civil War snipers, so you can spend dodges when people are shooting you. And I think the biggest thing is, comparatively speaking, when you can get a B1 unit with E5S and utilize you know, the coordinate that you want with the droids to get the face-up orders, and it's 56 points and actually has the critical one um, versus 50 points and it's a two-man unit, so they... They work better, they synergize better with the army, they have the critical one, they can do objectives because they're not a two-man unit that if it runs out into the open and it's not corner peeking, it gets picked off. Um, and I just think hoping for the one out of eight chance to roll a crit on one of those red die to get past the heavy cover um, without having the pierce on it natively like the other snipers, I've never really seen them do any consistent damage. So those are kind of my main points for Inglorious. Well, sir, I would first say you are thinking too narrow-mindedly when you only are talking about the strike team. <laughs> I'm going to start taking oh, notes. Snap. Oh, snap. <laughs> uh, I do agree. If you just if you leave them alone uh, in their strike team form and don't give them an order, they're pretty limited in the scope of their abilities. Most of the time, they're going to be an objective grabber. Uh, so, for example, they have like a scout three. So you can get to your VAP early or to a box early and just take care of that. And then you could start doing um, your sniper shots from there. So that that is an added benefit, um, in my opinion. You get to start shooting and get positioning one turn earlier than normal because of scout three. That's something to uh, push back on a little bit. Then that's what I got to say. Otherwise, I'll get into my points now. Are you ready to get your mind blown? <laughs> because <laughs> I was... No, you know what? I'm just going to get right into it. I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> Here we go. For Here it. we go. So, uh, if you take the droid commandos as the full squad in, this, in the configuration of the sniper and vibro swords, they are 104 points. That's not too shabby. That's pretty decent. You get a five-man unit with Impervious that has Scale and Scout 3. Scale is one hell of a keyword, but we'll get back to that later. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is their range 1 to 3 band for a full boat of dice. So if you take, you know, let's say you 
scale up on a building or doesn't really matter where you shoot from uh, range one to three against a red saving unit in heavy cover you can expect one to two wounds on average but if you get an aim that jumps up to about three to five wounds depending on variance that's a pretty significant bump now i hate to compare them but if you compare it to magna guards they have to get into range one to two for that full boat of dice and against that same red saving unit, you could uh, expect the same one to two on average, but with an aim, they still sit about uh, average two wounds. So in this case, BX droids have a much better shot when they can grab an aim from somewhere. That sharpshooter one and lethal one help out tremendously. You're throwing like 10 dice at range three. It's, it, it's 10, right? Uh, yeah, 10 dice at range three. It's pretty gross. Yep. I think you can easily get the aim with a super tactical droid or electro binoculars, or let's pretend they have override, you know, the attack droid, give them override, get the aim, shoot. And then they have scale. So imagine this scenario with me. You have viral swords on them and they park themselves right behind a line of sight blocking building. And then maybe the last activation, they go up and over to demolish something on melee on the other side of that building. That is 10 dice also in melee. You're getting five red, five white. That ceiling is gigantic. Even if you lose a model from the BXs, you still have eight dice. So for example, again, their only real competition in this slot is um, Magna Guard, but it's still eight dice versus eight dice if the Magna Guard are not wounded. And then if you put tenacity on the BX droids and you lose one model, that's still nine dice. That's still a pretty high ceiling. That's six red, uh, four white. If I did my math right, it's pretty decent. They're uh, they're pretty scary charging unit, especially if you can get an aim in there. And then uh, my last point, uh, they're pretty flexible in the sense that you could take a the cheaper strike team instead of the full unit. They could be used as a quick objective grabber, you know, like Scout Three on sabotage. Uh, sabotage the moisture evaporators can help speed up your gameplay. And I believe some of the newer, well, I think the newer. Uh, comms upgrade emergency transponders can be really helpful in conjunction or uh, in conjunction with the super tac droid to help them give aims or override in order to maximize the effectiveness of them you're going to want those aims for lethal one and you know either in melee or at range three i think they're going to be their monsters yeah scale is one hell of a keyword agreed yeah what do, what do you think about that john you didn't think about that the full commandos did you <laughs> I d no, I did not, for full disclosure. <laughs> Scale is one hell of a keyword. I'm, uh, well, as you know, big fan of Wookiees. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think you pretty much said it immediately when you were starting to kind of go through the, the full squad. I immediately started comparing it mentally to Magna Guards. And I think I would still take the Magna Guards. Nine that's, out of ten. That's times. blasphemous. I don't know about that. You get you get a lot of flexibility in these guys. You can shoot at range three versus two, and again, like you can get a higher spike in attack dice in in melee or at ranged. So I think the challenge for me, like, so now that I'm actually looking at them, which probably helps when trying to make an <laughs> argument, knowing what you're arguing, <laughs> um, is. <laughs> When you have a 100-point unit with one-wound models with no surge to block, I mean, defensively, they're basically the same as Stormtroopers for double the price. 
So I definitely agree. There's some interesting pools that you can put together. But if these guys are at range three, like if I was playing against them, I'd be psyched because I'd I'd be like, oh, perfect. There's my target. It's a it's a no brainer because I'm gonna be able to to wipe them off the board. Whereas with the Magna Guard, I mean, they've got that dodge. They've got the double wound. I, there's just they're so much more tanky than this. Um, yeah, I I personally don't see it. That's okay. You don't know that you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You <laughs> uh, I mean, I I can. And if we get, if just looking at the competitive scene, I've not heard of anyone using full BX commandos. It's all Magna Guard. Now, and I think that's the correct correct choice. Yeah, it's a I it's am a going tough to interject. Go ahead. I'm interjecting. Uh, this past weekend was also the Lone Star Open, and I believe one of the top eight lists did have a Sabotage BX strike team. There you go. This so they had the, the Dioxus mine. Really? Not the, uh, was it a scout team? or, or was I, think, it... I think it was just a scout team, a two-man unit. But okay. I, I watched the, the one stream, and I think I only saw the two-man you know, two unit, but... I mean, they're a flexible unit. If you want to throw mines, like, go for it. If you want to go charge in melee, they're pretty decent. I think this is just, like, different flavors. The Special Forces slot is very crowded in the sense that there's only two options for the Separatists, right? Um, so their only comparison is Magna Guards, and I brought that upon myself, but it's worth talking about. It's just, do you want the higher ceiling? Do you want the Pierce at range? These are things that you want to consider, especially if you know the event that you're going to is going to have awesome tables and awesome line of sight blockers that you can scale over. Then I would actually give these a solid think over because they are approximately the same amount of points as a Magna Guard. And when those dice spike, they're going to spike hard. Yeah, I, I honest, I, I feel like they're a liability. Like I think like I definitely think they're going to spike for sure but over the course of multiple games that variance is going to work against them on the defensive side somewhere also and that is not worth the risk to me personally to have like a hundred plus point unit that's the same wounds and defensive save as like a standard stormtrooper fair all right honorable judge brendan what say you well, while you guys were talking, I also had some fun with some list building, uh, just to see if I could convince myself one way or the other on top of your, uh, you know, arguments. And I have to say, I think I've come up with a build that sounds frightening. All right, let's hear it. So the full squad with the Dioxus Mind Saboteur into the fray, Vibrasaurs, and hacked comms unit. The whole idea of this thing being you are diving in real hard and you're going to get the extra surges for defense because you don't need them for offense. If they're ordering things near this unit, you don't have to worry about AI. Uh, and while they're engaged in melee, you can just keep throwing bombs everywhere. <laughs> That's true. You can throw a bomb and then still smack them in melee. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and personally, just looking at it, it that unit is 111 points, which 
it granted is five more points than the classic Magna Guard with the rockets, tenacity, and situational awareness. You know, and it's it's obviously less health, uh, because they're only one health units. But I, I'm thinking it might be great as a one off in your list, because everybody's gonna look at the Magna Guard and go, That's the real threat and then you just rush in there with the BXs. Um Again, they're not immune to Pierce, but they are impervious. So yet you have that better defense. Um, overall, I do think that they are an amazing unit, uh, and the I think that the strike team is inglorious, but I think the full unit is glorious. I think I would one hundred percent agree with that, John. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I was making a little chart here. <laughs> Extra special notes, page two. Um, <laughs> and I still think if it was a strike team, I'd take the E5 SB1. If it was the full commandos, I'd just take a Magna Guard. It, I I guess the big, the best comparison I can make to those full BX squads is they're really, like, you can look at tell me the odds and look at you know what are they going to roll and you see all these really cool crazy numbers but then i think about like how is that going to function within my army and i don't really see like droids like charging people which is also why magnas are nice because they can sit back and use their uh their rps with the critical one and impact at range four so you have some flexibility there but they almost remind me of uh mandalorians for rebels like they're cool, they're fast, there's like some, some tricksy things you can do with them, but all it takes is one bad positioning, and they're gone. And Magnus, to counter that, you can you can mess up some moves, but, but you're never like that close. Um, and like when you shoot them, they just seem like unstoppable, whereas these guys, like I said, not having a, like it's a red die, but it's not a surging red die. Magnus aren't either. Magnus usually have a dodge, though, out of the gate from retinue, like if they're threatened in any way. I just think there's so much, like, they're going to be, there's so much variance with them, which I don't like from a competitive standpoint. Right. Well, I mean, you can... But are they cool? Sure. You could give uh, aggressive tactics uh, out so you can get the, at least the one surge. Um, emergency transponders, you could, like, give them a dodge if you want. They just get so pricey. I think that's that's what I keep coming back to is like I mean it's it's the price. It's just like they're a unit that needs to kind of be babysit. So meaning like a super attack can like really help out, give them a dodge and a aim, uh, or override, right, for that matter. That's that's ultimately what needs to happen, right? Their their AI dodge move. If if you leave them alone, then they're dodging or moving first. I don't think they're as good. But I agree with the Honorable Brendan, Judge Brendan. Yeah, again, I, I don't think this is a unit you take a three of, but I think, you know, having one or two with a purpose is is glorious for the full commando squad, depending on your play style. If you like a, a melee skew like I do, I, I see this unit being pretty glorious if you build the army around it. Uh, you know, if you build a... Like the this setup I said, two of those, one Magna Guard, and maybe throw in a, a Maul or a Dooku. People are going to 
probably not focus on the BXs. And then that that's the trap, and they're going to, you know, climb over a building and then just start destroying things. You know, I, I think that's the way to go about them. In, it, it, you know, we only see these droids in the Clone Wars TV show, and you never see them in super big groups. It's always in smaller squads, you know, like as a one-off. They're an elite commando unit. You're not supposed to have a huge force of them. They're supposed to be surgical and get in there and kill things. So that's, I think, how they should be used in the game as well. They should be that unit that either serves as a really big distraction to let you get your better units in, or your better units are the distraction so the commandos can go and do their thing. Agreed. So again, I, I think the verdict is the full commando squads are glorious if you're using them for melee. If you're using them as a, a shooting unit, it becomes a little bit more fuzzy, but they have the potential to be there. Um, but I think that the the strike team is completely inglorious. It, it's just it's small. It's going to die, and it's expensive, and you, it's tough to get it aims without a super tech to take advantage of the lethal keyword for the sniper. Agreed. Well, that was excellent. Thank you, Brendan. Thank you, John, for being so a I good point, opponent. <laughs> uh, we'll call that we both won on the tally sheet. So the portion I prepared for, I won. Well, <laughs> we, never, we never fully said <laughs> if it was specifically the strike team. Also true. <laughs> <laughs> we both win. Hooray. We both win. We're all winners. Yay. Yay. We all get a trophy. Well, it was about time we had something glorious to say about a unit. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, before we head out, I kind of want to highlight our Discord. So if you have a unit that you would like to talk about or chat about in Legion in general, uh, join our Discord. The link is in our Podbean or YouTube description. Also, you can like our page on Facebook. Search for The Inglorious Blasters, a Star Wars Legion podcast. Follow us on Instagram. You can also find our Discord there. Yep, where you can find the Discord right there. You can follow us on Instagram at SWL Inglorious Blasters. If you want to tell us that our judgment is wrong, ask us a question or just smack talk us in general. <laughs> Send us an email at SWL Inglorious Blasters at gmail.com. Gentlemen, you have anything else to say before we sign off? I'm excited to see if we get any emails. Uh, I will also say, uh, you know, if we get more people joining our Discord, um, I will be happy to create a channel for uh, Vader Lat Therapy Group. I will uh, be the first to join. Affected by the the, the, the Vader Lat. <laughs> I'll be leading that group. It, it has been ten days since my beating at the local tournament. <laughs> I'm still feeling my Adepticon shame. <laughs> oh, boy. Alrighty, everyone. I'm Corey. I'm John. I'm Brendan. Vader Lat. Great. Stay glorious, everyone. If you liked this episode and would like to interact with us, please like our page on Facebook, search for The Inglorious Blasters, a Star Wars Legion podcast, follow us on Instagram at SWL Inglorious Blasters, Subscribe to us on your preferred podcasting app. Please give us a rating and maybe leave a review. It would really help us out. Stay glorious, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>